happen today? Well, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do something. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL First Look Strategy Show. Glad to be back on this one, my favorite show of the week. It's the 5th of December, week 14. I couldn't find the Giants game. I had no idea there was a doubleheader on Monday Night Football this week either. Week 14 doubleheader? I'm here for it. Prefer it over showdown. But that's where they are, facing off against the Packers. Should be some fun games. Thursday Night Football, we have a total that is sitting at a robust 30 points. <laughs> 30 points. I actually bet that at 35 last week. So it's clearly going like last night. Going to see 70 total points. Should be a fun one. But ah, we're here to talk 14 main slate, 11 games. Pretty fun. Some injuries that we're going to talk about too, like the Lawrence injuries, um, a few other significant spots that could definitely impact this slate. Tre uh, Jonathan Taylor's out. He's not going to play. But you have Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. We'll even get into the Bears' backfield a little bit here, too. But before we do any of that, let me say hi to Ben Rasa at JazzRazDFS on Twitter. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah, we're almost there. A couple more weeks in the season. We get a little playoff action, and then we call it a year. But uh, we'll see. You know, they, they start to blend together. I always use Thanksgiving as kind of my mid-season late season checkpoint and then you know of course the holidays are here uh but yeah i'm excited to see what we got with week 14 honestly haven't looked at the slate a ton so we're going to be learning together here we are going to be learning together david eckenrod saying i wish i could blame ben for the tardiness but he doesn't leave his computer for it's anything my so fault I, even though i was here wasn't my fault I, I blame it on the crew before us josh and and and, and adam from so strategy show for the NBA. Check that out if you haven't done so yet. But uh, yeah, guys, this is actually a pretty cool slate. 11 games last week. Let me tell you, man. Uh, not great. Good betting week. Shout out to Odd Shopper for that one. I had a good betting week, covered those losses in DFS. But um, and I had some good lineups. I just the pieces weren't there. And there were a couple games that just fell flat. Um I, I got the right pieces from Miami. You know, I, I, I told you how I was going to play it with some Terry kill and, you know, some, some HN lineups without Tua, but it didn't work. Plus any of those like secondary stacks I did just awful. Got, what do you have? Zero points for Terry McLaurin. Uh, Logan Thomas, I think blanked as well. Curtis Samuel, the only guy with somewhat of a pulse from that Washington team. So there were certain spots you absolutely needed to hit. And for what it's worth, Zach Moss was in the winning Millie lineup. So that didn't even matter. Didn't even matter. It was just all of the other spots that, that, that came up short. What about you? Yeah, I didn't have a good week. It was partly uh, out of my control. I was really heavy, heavy on Stevenson. Can't do anything about that. Uh, who knows how we would have played lineups themselves. You know, uh, we're going to, on our podcast exclusive, we're going to dive in a little more. I looked at my own lineups as I normally do. And I was really happy with, with how they projected and the potential ROI it just didn't really come to fruition. Uh, Washington stacks were not prevalent to get there. And, and I just didn't have the right combination and injuries, particularly the last couple of days, really heavy on Kirk last night. I was really heavy on Stevenson on Sunday. 
So some of those weeks you, you kind of have to just say it's not your week for, for things outside your control. Well, the good thing is we got several more weeks to go. Yes, we do. And the doubleheader for Monday. Look, say what you want. Good game, bad game. I don't care. I love the Monday night doublehead. I wish they'd do it every week. Me too. It's fun. And I like the two game slates. So it makes it easier. That's what I'm saying. I like two game NFL sites. They're a lot of fun. Prefer them over three game NFL sites. You know why, Ben? Because somehow Thanksgiving slates, three game slates. I'm not sure I've ever cashed one of them. Uh, yeah, no, I never cash them. They're still fun, though. They're fun. They're fun. fun. But I tweeted this a few weeks ago. The anticipation is far more fun than the experience. The destination is more fun than, you know, than, than the, than the, uh, than the arrival. Like, or the, I'm sorry, the, the trip is more fun than the destination when it comes to those Thanksgiving slates. But hey, we're here. Time to get into it. Happy to have you guys with us. Take one single second. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Atone for your sins on a Tuesday morning. Guys, it's time to talk football. That's why you're here. We're excited. By the way, if you're not subscribed to the channel yet, hit that subscribe button. Come join the family and leave a comment down below. As always, where are you going? This like, do you have do you have takes? Do you have takes? Do you have a hill that you're willing to die on this week? Let us know in the comments. Try and respond to all of them at the very least. Um, we read all of them. And uh, if you're watching or listening after the fact, leave a comment. Let us know you were here, or check us out in podcast form. Everything we do that has a shelf life is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you may listen. And uh, Ben and I do a podcast exclusive every single Tuesday. Uh, keep it to 30 minutes. It's a great show. Break down everything from the previous week using the post-contest simulator and uh, inject some thoughts going into the coming week for all of these contests, specifically single entry and three max stuff. So if you think you'd like that, I think you will. Make sure to check it out. All right. Um, Goblin of the week. Then we'll recap. Then we get into our positions. I'll go first. Please. It's the, it's the Eagles. Yeah, I almost picked them. It's the Eagles, man. Uh, I won't be taking them out of Super Bowl contender because it's one game and teams have bad games, but it was a disaster. They have no linebackers to speak of. The defense essentially at this point looks like a paper tiger. They just signed Shaq Leonard, but um, it, they they couldn't tackle for shit. That was an embarrassing display of tackling. Also, early in that game in the first quarter, I, nothing bothers me more than when broadcasts show total yards for a team. It's the dumbest thing ever because total yards don't mean a thing if you're not scoring points on those yards. Like the Eagles went up and down the field twice in the first quarter, finished with two field goals, means nothing against an electric San Francisco offense. They, they, they two, three and outs for Brock Purdy early on. Eagles controlled the first quarter. They're showing yards. While I was watching with my father-in-law. I was like, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Who cares about that? They end up getting blown out. Field goals aren't going to cut it against a team like that. Defense was terrible. People were saying Hurts held onto the ball too long, but maybe the receivers should get open. That would be, you know, isn't that a novel concept? I thought he made some really good throws. I don't put it on Hurts. I put it on terrible tackling, terrible defense, terrible play calling. Eagles, goblin of the week, got smoked at home, embarrassing performance. What do you got? You know, I could have went with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the complete opposite side of it. It's not even a... It's just what the Jets have done is just it's <laughs> I almost, fixed, I almost it's just stupid. That. Honestly, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it. It's just a stupid, stupid idea with the quarterbacks. And now they want to go back to Zach Wilson. And apparently he doesn't want to play like it, it's just 
no stuff you don't normally see. They have absolutely no answers. And at least with some bad teams, they're just bad. Carolina comes to mind, even the Giants. And they found a way to just be standard bad. The Jets aren't, they just have no rhyme or reason for what they're doing. They're not being creative. They're just, it's embarrassing. And they're a good team in certain facets. At least they have real, real subsections of that team that are legitimately playoff caliber. And it's just a complete, complete waste. So I did not like the concept of them now trying to go back to Zach Wilson on a win. It just, it's just a stupid way. And I'm a big fan of Salah, but I'm not sure where this is headed. It doesn't seem good. I'm not sure I am anymore. I mean, yeah, this is bad. You know, the problem is like, yes. Okay. I I sympathize with a guy who had Aaron Rodgers lined up with the Brees Hall, you know, Garrett Wilson offense. The offensive line got hurt. We know that, right? Like losing AVT is huge and all of that. But they, they've done nothing to course correct. You know what I mean? Like they've done nothing to, to course correct here and, and try and figure out ways to win with one of the better, de- one of the best defenses in the league. Absolute goblin of the week. Justin, what's up, Justin? Say goblin of the week has to be Chiefs receivers. They're the god. They're like standard goblin of the week at this yeah. point. They're too irrelevant to be goblins. Yeah, and we're going to talk about this when we get to quarterbacks in a moment. Uh, Justin said, Goblin, Packers, Chiefs, refs on the last drive. Um, I didn't watch that. I got a, I got a daughter that'll be two weeks old tomorrow. You know, number two, we're done. But like the the the, the, the newborn phase sucks. Uh, so there have been games where I've been at, like primetime games. I'm just, I'm on in bed. I'm looking on my phone and watching on YouTube TV, but I'm passing out before the game's over. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of so, bad calls, back to back to back to back. Really four just horrendous calls in a row. Matt Riley, Terry McLaurin, Goblin, zero. Yeah, dude, that was horrible. You know, I think a lot of us have been thinking, hey, he's due. He's due. He leads it. They spread the ball out too much, and to this point, at this point, I don't know what to do with him. Good thing they're not on the slate. Um, trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, Kyle Hecht, why is Tank Dellen? Yeah, I saw some people pissed about using Tank Dell in a spot like that. Now he's done for the year. Guy's been an absolute amazing player uh, as a rookie that most people thought wasn't big enough to even play a snap in the NFL. So, yeah, just uh, a lot of good ones from chat. If you have anything else, throw it in there. Can I give you one more? Please. The Patriots. I I almost want to throw the Chargers out there, too. If people want to act like the weather was bad, it was. I understand, understandably, bad, poor weather conditions in that game, right? But the Patriots managed zero points in a game where a touchdown literally would have won it. That was a six, nothing game, Ben. And and this high power electric offense for the LA chargers finishes with six points. Say the weather, all you want, talk about the weather, all you want. The Patriots are dead and the chargers, Austin Eckler, where the hell has this guy been? Where is that offense gone to in certain spots? They just completely disappear. A six Oh game. A 6-0 game? I'm not sure what's worse. The Chargers, who actually have a competent quarterback and skill players, or the Patriots, who get blanked with no skill players and Bailey's happy? Yeah, they're very, very, very bad as well. Uh, how they didn't cover is kind of beyond me, considering they only gave up six points. But <laughs> that's just stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Patriots, it's been a long time coming. They get a decade grace period because they were so dominant but i am enjoying every single second of seeing them terrible talking week three 13 recap here quick question with you and spags last week shout out to spags for filling in here i'm sure it was a wonderful show uh any any significant movements that you had in these tiers 
Not really. Uh, the Giants took another soul because they did win. So we someone got jettisoned down there. I forgot who. Um, we'll see it in a second. Washington and the Patriots. There you go. Other than that, I, I think we're we're kind of rocking and we're rolling. Let's dig in. I don't even know where we're at. I think everything is looking pretty good, honestly. I forgot we made the veto goblin. <laughs> yeah. And so he's taken, like I said, he's taken some souls. Um obviously the Packers. The Packers have to move up. Okay. The Packers might move up like they're 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 moving dull. rarely do you see this i think the packers might move up multiple rungs you know i i'm open to admitting that i was wrong on jordan love now was i wrong on him entirely no because people kept sticking with him for weeks and weeks and they were clearly losing money on it you see where i'm going with this like mm-hmm. if you i i think i'm i think now you could look back the past couple of weeks and say i i was I, I'm wrong about this. Maybe I, I needed to give the guy a little more of a grace period, you know, a little bit more room uh, as a essentially a first time starter, despite not being a first year player. I'm open to swallowing my my words on that, you know, but there were weeks there where people just wouldn't get off of Jordan Love and he continued to let people down. So I'd say no worse for wear there, but I'm willing to backtrack and say, hey, this guy's looking pretty decent right now. He's making some good throws. He's standing in the pocket, making like, Getting hit, making good throws downfield. I thought there were a few kind of, you know, fortuitous plays against the Chiefs. But you came in and yeah. you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't ask for more than that. I'm happy to move them up to, what, maybe next year? I think fringe. they're a fringe playoff team. You want to put, really them fr- put them fringe. Screw it. I think so. Um, All right. I, I'm moving the Steelers down. I know you don't want to do this. I can't have them up fine. there, man. I can't do it. To a fringe? I mean, if that. Maybe next year. I mean, the Browns also could be jettisoned to maybe next year. The Browns are done. How about Flacco attempting 44 passes, though? It's happening again. Yeah, it's happening. They're not going anywhere, though. Uh, All right, put the Steelers at maybe next year. Okay. If you want to put them fringe, fine. They're, what, seven and five? Fine. There's put a lot of teams that are – those two categories are very tough because now with Trevor Lawrence, too – the Colts are back in it. Like w- there's a lot of moving parts in that little rung. Do we move anyone up to Super Bowl contender? Like I said, I'm not moving the no. Eagles down. They're still 10 and two. If they get a bye week, they could have a, a relatively smooth path, but. Um, okay. Here's one. Are you moving the chiefs down to playoff team? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? This isn't the same chiefs team. I to me you get a there's nothing that could really happen that I wouldn't keep them because I think that when you've done it a couple times you you actually might be able to just turn it on. All right, they don't look good. What they do not look good. There's nothing I've seen where I think okay, this is a Super Bowl favorite. Except they are the Chiefs and the core core is still intact. I'll allow you to have this, but I mean, listen. Patrick Mahomes is like 19 and one straight up in, in November uh, and, and December, the the record, like December, January and November is insane. They've now lost back-to-back games in, in, in November. 
I don't know, man. Or, or sorry, uh, over those months. I don't know. They're what? They're, they're, they're two and three over the last five. We can leave it. The last one I'm going to ask you um, is Cowboys, Lions. I can't move the Dolphins up. I got to see them beat a good team. I, I, I expect them. I expected them to ravage the commanders, and they did. Uh, anybody? Well, we don't know about Lawrence yet, so I guess we can leave. We'll leave them there. Yeah, we don't know. I if the, I if think the it's, Chiefs lose this week, we're bringing them down. That's fine. Eight and five is a lot different. They're not going to lose this week, though. Um, even though it's a big, it's obviously this is it. This is the last stand for Buffalo. I was going to say this is big for Buffalo. Yeah, let's talk quarterbacks. Schedule. Let's yeah, talk let's quarterbacks. Glad you guys are here hanging out with us on a Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, I, the the reason I wanted to, to spend some time on that Chiefs was because with Mahomes, I don't know what to do with him right now. Like I, I don't. I know that I know that Buffalo's defense has, has given up some big plays. They're dealing with injuries. We just saw, you know, a huge shootout with the Eagles and 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 the and the Bills two weeks ago. I don't know if the Chiefs can actively get into shootouts right now. It's possible, uh, but Travis Kelsey's going to need to take, you know, a bigger step forward than he has in recent weeks. Ben, the truth is, I'm not sure I can justify paying almost 8K for Patrick Mahomes right now. It's really tough for me. It's definitely difficult, no doubt about it. Uh, again, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine, but that doesn't mean on the DFS side that I have a lot of interest here, and I don't. I would rather play Josh Allen in the same game. Uh, we saw him. He's doing whatever it takes. He's going to have to run. He's throwing it all over the place, and they have to have this game. You've also got Lamar. Stra- There's a lot of quarterbacks on the slate, but yeah, Mahomes, it, unless the tools say that he's going to be like crazy unpopular, I'm not that uh, enticed to click him uh, when building out my lineups this week. Among the top tier players like Herbert and up, I would go Lamar Jackson and then Josh Allen, then Mahomes and then Herbert. Um, I would flip Allen and, and Lamar, but I'm in the same mindset as you. And as, as good as CJ Stroud has been, no. And Nico, you know, any given week, you could see a huge game from him against the Jets in New York. I know that team is it's bad right now, but I still think I'd put Stroud last at that current price point. No doubt about it. The Jets are bad, but they also still have a defense that is going to test you. Um, and that's not going to go away. They're on the road. Like, I think the Jets might win this week. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. They, yeah. You know, it's not impossible. We'll see who's that quarterback. Would you rather Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Let's just say, let's just say ownership. We don't know ownership yet, right? Like we're not even going to try and guess ownership. Okay. Cause it's a Tuesday show. We have a good idea of certain players, but would you rather have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Or would you rather have Justin Fields and DJ Moore? I would rather have Justin Fields and DJ Moore. I would too. I like I quite, Justin Fields this week. I quite love Justin Fields this week. You know, it's, I thought that total would be a little bit higher too, higher than 40 and a half, but outside. Yeah, exactly. If this was in Detroit, it's probably 45 and a half. Yeah. Right. Especially given Jared Goff's home road splits throughout his career, like, you know, warm weather dome games, stuff like that. Uh, Jared Goff away from this one, but I could see this game putting up some points. I like fields a lot. Just looking at the mid range uh, fields and Jared Goff, the, the Bears have allowed 23 passing touchdowns this season. I think only two teams have allowed more than them, uh, and that's the 
Well, the commanders with 30, <laughs> which is no surprise whatsoever. We've talked about it all year. They're just a smash spot to stack against every single week um, or to get exposure against. And the Eagles with 27, neither of whom are on this slate. The Bears have actually racked up 13 interceptions, but 23 passing touchdowns allowed. Um, this is one of those teams that is can give up big numbers through the air. Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't mind golf. It is a you know it's going to be colder weather outside. But in the mid-range, I think my two favorite mid-range options are Fields and then Jared Goff. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. I do like Fields a little more, just I think at home he can move. Uh, But you've got Purdy and Goff right there who they're going to do their thing. Uh, Not in love with that range. And then I get to the bottom. Obviously, coming off of an island game, it's going to be even more prevalent. Jake Browning's going to factor in. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He was outstanding. He showed up on a, uh, like I said, an isolated Monday night football game. And now they're at home against the Colts at 5,200. He's going to be the pay down option that I think most people gravitate towards. For sure. Yeah. Or maybe Jameis. We have to see what's going on with new Orleans, but still the Taysom Hill thing just renders it. It's very difficult. He had 13 carries last week. 13 I know, that's what I mean. It's very difficult. And every time. I turned that game on. It was Taysom Hill like, inside the 10 yard line under center. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite frustrating. And then you've got Kamara and we'll talk about him. I just, I think that Browning coming off that game with his weapons, uh, it's yeah, going to sure. be a pretty, pretty appealing spot. Look, I don't want to overreact on one game. Right. But you could see this game get into, you know, semi shootout mode between the Colts and Bengals. I think so. Or if not a shootout, definitely viable options there. Because let's not ignore they're you know, this the the Bear they're the Browns and, and Jaguars game is now 32 point total. There's some some really low totals. So if you're looking at 40 and a half for this slate, that's not a low total. Yeah, it's a low total going back in previous seasons historically, sure. But you know, Bills or uh Lions Bears 40 and a half, Rams Ravens 42. Jets, Texans, 33 and a half. Panthers, Saints, 37 and a half. Bucks, Falcons, 39 and a half. Colts, Bengals, 40 and a half. Jaguars, Browns, 32. Uh, I'll keep going because Bills, Chiefs, and Seahawks, 49ers are both at 47. And then you've got Broncos, Chargers at 43. Vikings, Raiders at 40. That That's nuts, man. You have, you have two, two games. Two games with totals north of what, forty-three. Product of just there's a lot of bad quarterback play. It's December. Uh, it it is a little shocking when you when you lay it out like that. But yeah, when once you start to drill down, there's you know half the half the slate is quarterbacks that it's just like well they can't seriously command an offense. I might even consider Joe Flacco if he starts. The problem is. I might avoid that and just go Elijah Moore, assuming Amari Cooper's out. You know, he had a 28% target share last week. We'll get to that. But I think there might be just some, and also they might just not throw as much. Very possible they don't if CJ Beathard is the quarterback and not Trevor Lawrence, which seems likely to be the case. The more I talk through this with you right now, because this is our first foray into the slate every week, there's a lot of nuance on a Tuesday for a slate that's five days away. 
oh yeah, we have to we have to see what develops, but it's pretty clear if you want to punt quarterback that you can this week. There's yeah, multiple I guys. Fl- I think Flacco is in play if he starts and DTR is out. Yes, he he clearly is. He he is. And you know the crazy thing would be sure you'd want Amari Cooper. Sure. But let's just assume that the trend continues that guys who are diagnosed with concussions don't play the following week. I know a couple of them have come back, but largely they haven't. Let's just assume that Amari's out. If you go Flacco, Elijah Moore, D- David and Joku, the rest of your li- and you get even a remotely decent game from them, the rest of your lineup looks insane. That's what I mean. Super cheap stack. Uh, and there's just not that many other options. It's, you know, Cooper, he had five targets before he got hurt. Like you're Harrison Bryant, the backs. There's not that many other people on that team that are going to command serious target share. You know, Cedric Tillman is going to be right. uh, like a, a pay down option. That's what we're going to be looking at this week. I think Elijah Moore could end up being a very good play. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But uh, to, and uh, one more thing before we move the running backs, Justin said, so early play sounds like Mahomes because no one's going to want to play him. Listen, that's why I said I'm not factoring in ownership right now. If if it turns out that Mahomes and Kelsey, given their price point and, and people go cheap or, or mid-range and Mahomes and Kelsey against the Bills team that has been very susceptible to big play from opposing quarterbacks, uh, if it turns out that, you know, your Mahomes, Rashi Rice, Travis Kelsey lineup is super underowned, then I would be very, very inclined to to start looking that way, Ben. Of course. It's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I just you can't make that call without more context because straight up, I want Justin uh Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Lamar. And so that's that's where I'm at at first glance. So we'll see, we'll see what develops, honestly. Ivan got yoke said, considering Flacco is overthinking it. Maybe, but I, I don't know. He's coming off a respectable game. 44 that, pass attempts, two touchdowns. He doesn't have to be, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in love with targeting Flacco. I just look at, can he cross a couple hundred yards and give you a touchdown or two? Seems pretty reasonable and if he does that at that price he's fine more than well, fine. also if he does that it's likely tethered to a you know forty five hundred dollar eli Mo- elijah moore and guys like that I, that's yeah. all it comes down to uh i would much rather do that than play than stack like a cheap quarterback with a 9k and a 7k receiver well, you're gonna unless, need more unless it's browning only because he did look pretty good that's a little bit different because browning actually showed some life yeah, I mean, he just, again, he might just be fine. Decent, uh, yeah. I hear you. I, I get it. Give me your tiers. Upper, mid, low tier. Uh, kind of early favorite plays for week 14. So I'm going to go Josh Allen one, just because I do think uh, all in all, if I can get to him, I would. Uh, Justin Fields would be two, mid-range, 6.8. And then Browning. I think those are three very obvious targets. There's going to be direct pivots. Certainly, as we get closer to Sunday, we'll talk about them. But for me, Allen to Fields to Browning, one, two, three. Okay. I'll go Lamar. And, you know, you look at the times they faced NFC opponents this year. You know the NFC trends for Lamar, yeah. right? They're, they're pretty pretty uh, defined. 38-6 to six against Detroit, 31-24 to 24 against Arizona, 37-3 against Seattle. Uh, they they just stomp 
and put up monster numbers against NFC teams. Not to mention, at home, this has been another team. Look at their at home, 34 points, 31, 37, 38. Uh, against the Indy, that was a weird one, 19. I think that was a weather game too, right? Well, that was a bad weather game. It was, I think, I early in the season. My brain is shot. Either way, uh, if you look at Lamar's fantasy totals in those games, though a lot of them are lackluster because they've done so much on the ground and he's without Mark Andrews, I- I'm still willing to overlook some of that knowing what his ceiling is, knowing what the upside is of on course. Lamar Jackson, you know? Absolutely. So give me Lamar, but I'm with, I like Josh Allen. Also, it will, it definitely will be Mahomes if, if he's just way, if he's just ignored. I'm not sure he will be, but uh, mid tier is Justin Fields. Who did you go low tier? I went Browning just because I think that's the obvious pay down. Yeah, I think I'll do the same. If DTR is confirmed out, I might have some, you know, large field tournament shares of Flacco and just load up everywhere else. Yeah. I'm not ruling that out either. Uh, I, you know, Browning's going to be the most popular paid on option. I think that's pretty clear. Listen, if you have, I know you have a hard out, but if we have time, like a minute or two at the end of this show, I want to see it. What a lineup looks like if we build one sure. with Jake Browning at quarterback, or I'm sorry, with, uh, with Flacco. With Flacco. See if it's worthwhile, you know, just a little thought experiment on a Tuesday. All right. Let's keep it going. Running backs. Oh, by the way, guys, you know, we talk about pick'em sites here all the time, um, be it underdog, prize picks, whatever, anywhere that's going to give you uh, good sign-up bonuses is what we're here for. It's kind of that simple. Uh, you know, it's the same thing as sports books. Uh, you know, I, if I log in the points bet, I know you're the same way, or like Bet Rivers or any of them, they're not going to let you bet anymore, but you definitely took advantage of their bonuses. But whether Caesars, FanDuel, DraftKings, bet mgm espn all of them you sign up on as many as possible so you can get their sign up bonuses right and then you bet there as long as they allow it uh or you bet there as long as you're getting good odds and it's that simple same thing with pick'em sites if you're in non-legal betting states that's why we throw as many of these as possible at you so you're getting all of the bonuses better right now b-e-t-r first match deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars so the the natural response a lot of times is going to be like yeah i'm on so many of these already. You know what? It's the same thing as betting. You take the free squares when you can get them. You take the sign-up bonuses where you can get them. You rotate through them. You have accounts. You have balances on all of them. And you make sure that when they offer you sign-up match match bonuses up to 500 bucks, you say, I'll take it. Because I'm not getting it anymore here. I'm not getting it anymore here or here. You take it where you can get it. You take the free squares and you rotate through them to make sure you're getting the most plus EV plays and the best sign-up bonuses. And you can get up to 100x your pay, uh, your entry as far as payouts go on better. So uh, another one that's making their foray into the space, starting to blow up a little bit, and uh, $500 first match deposit bonus, Ben. It's hard to get more than that. The thing I like about this is each one, the concept's always the same, but they all have a couple of different things that I think are exploitable. And you just mentioned that 100x kind of a little different than some of the other ones uh obviously you get that money you get a little extra from them with the deposit match and you kind of just keep it there and when when the time is right when there's those free squares when you say okay i'm really looking for the upside tonight i'm gonna go for the 100x that's probably your site other nights it might be on another site where you say okay underdogs running this i might go there i just think it's good to really be aware of what's out there even if you say i'm not gonna focus all my energy on something like this 
just be aware because if you're missing out on ways to be exploitable with some of these, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice, to be honest. I have certain books that I very rarely bet on, like very yeah, rarely. But you're plus, ready in case of emergency. But the, but the balance is there. And That's I'll right. keep a smaller balance on those books. Because you don't need it. You're not using I don't it every need day. It. Yeah. But when I need the fire, I, I, I do. Like yeah. or certain sports, which will only allow me to bet certain sports that usually we don't get a lot of good bets on, on Odd Chopper from. If I need to, it's there. And that's kind yeah. of what it comes down to. So do that too. yeah, same thing. Same thing for this guys. Uh, link in the description and chat. If you want to check it out, get that bonus and make sure you're ready to fire when those free squares pop up. And when those good plus EV opportunities arise, you'll be ready to jump on it. Link in the description and chat. All right. Talking running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey, very expensive. He's a stud. I mean, like legitimate MVP candidate. I know we talked about Alvin Kamara being a, tough guy to, to fall in love with each week because of the Taysom Hill experience, because of the presence of Taysom Hill. And, you know, how often is Jameis looking to pass to his running backs, assuming he plays? I still think I'm going to like Alvin Kamara this week. It's a really good matchup. Look, this Saints team is is in many ways just a joke. Like Down 21 nothing five minutes into that game. And then they still kept it competitive. Like, they, 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 they kept it competitive. Yeah, they really did. It's hard to fault the defense when the offense put them in such inopportune spots three times in a row, you know, but uh, the Carolina Panthers have allowed 17 rushing touchdowns this year, Ben, just incredible. No one else allowed more than 13, 17 rushing touchdowns. Uh, they've allowed what the, the, the fourth most rushing yards in the league and second most of any team on this slate behind only the Broncos, but the Broncos, if you remove that Miami game and you remove early goings of the season, they're not as bad as they were defensively. Uh, it's just such a good spot for Kamara that uh, I think I'll probably still fire here. And I still expect him to get plenty of work in the passing game. Uh, yeah, he certainly should be busy. Uh, you always run that risk with the Saints that something stupid can happen. Yep. But oh, the same... is there anything worse than watching a Saints game when you have exposure to no. Saints players? I mean, this is you could you could have stopped that just anything worse than watching the Saints game, <laughs> even when I'm not playing. It's just I hate that team. Uh, McCaffrey is on his own price tier. He should be. Guy is just unbelievable. You know, Debo is on a different level of unbelievable in some ways, but McCaffrey still, if you have the money, it's very comfortable to click. Kamara's fine. Eckler, not going to be someone that i expect to be even remotely popular and i don't think i even want to be sneaky there so to me it's it's kind of a one-two punch and then you dive into the 6k range it's kind of awkward pricing wise it's super weird it, it makes me want to live in the mid-range if i'm not going to come now like i said christian mccaffrey hell christian mccaffrey does he fit nicely in a flacco build <laughs> or in a jake browning build the difference with Browning is that you're paying for Jamar Chase. You have to. Yeah, you you absolutely have to. Right? Like, you're not yeah. playing Jake Browning and going, oh, you know, I'll try and go Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins here without Chase. I'm not doing that if I'm playing Jake Browning. You just can't. Um, Christian McCaffrey's always viable. This game is a 43-point total. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are rolling right now. They're at home, 10.5-point favorites, so monster implied total. Seahawks defense has shown big weaknesses lately. I totally get it. If I were to rank the, 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 the top tier guys, and I'm saying just kind of, Ben, I'll just go like 7K and up at this point. Uh, ETN's not in the conversation for me. 
Jonathan Taylor is not going to play. Kyron Williams, it's tough because the volume's been there, but I probably don't get there this week. It's a really tough spot. Baltimore's been dominant at home. I think I'd actually go Kamara, McCaffrey, Eckler. I'd go McCaffrey, Kamara, ETN. Really? Yeah. I think there's such a a large drop-off after the first two. I don't think you can – I think you can make a case for any any of them, and I don't mean that in a good way. I just think they're all very risky after the one-two punch. I'd actually rather have Kyron Williams over ETN. Yeah, so I, I don't want anything to do with Eckler. I He's the one that, for me... What is it about him right now that, that you're shying away from? So, one, I don't think it's the best matchup in the world with Denver's defense. And then, two, more importantly, I just don't know exactly where his path is. He's He used to contribute everywhere, and that was a bonus. And now it's like he's contributing nowhere. He's not going to give you enough carries to even come close to a 100-yard bonus. He's not giving you massive targets anymore either. And he doesn't have overly great touchdown equity. So, yeah, he's going to give you a little of everything, but nothing where you say 70% of his points are coming from this. And then 30% are, we'll figure it out. I, I just don't see the path for him to to give you 30. Like, he, he oh, really right? needs to, to up, up the volume across the board. It, it really has become pretty tough. Uh, and you would have thought Mike Williams goes down. They have no Palmer. It's basically Keenan Allen. It's not like Gerald Everett's some stud. You really would have thought that Austin Eckler would be seeing more opportunities. You know, like let him just let him just make something out of nothing in the passing game. Hasn't been the case. And hey, look, could that change any given week? We know it can. Absolutely. We know it can. But it hasn't. So uh, I get where you're coming from. I think I like him a little bit more than you do. Okay. At home. I, I think I, I do. I don't hate Eckler as much as you do. I would still take him over ETN and, and Kyron Williams. But if I'm going one through five, ETN's last for me. Williams is fourth. Austin Eckler's third. But uh, at the top tier, I'll go Kamara first. You're going Christian McCaffrey. I am. I'm going McCaffrey. In the mid-tier, I think there are some pretty good options here, actually. Uh, Josh Jacobs is 6,900. I'm not, I, I honestly don't know if I want to do that, but I'm throwing it out there because he's sub-7K. Rashad White. The volume is just so immense right now that anytime they have even a remotely decent matchup, I'm willing to do it. Uh, You'll probably hear people make the argument that this matchup is not good for Rashad White, and I can understand that uh, against Atlanta. I get it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Atlanta has done a good job of keep. Yeah, they've. that's insane. Do you know how many rushing touchdowns the Falcons have allowed this year? Four. Zero. That seems impossible. It seems impossible. But Rashad White is just so frequently used in the passing game. It feels like he just kind of finds a way to get there every week. My only issue is that he's almost 7K now. So probably not a priority. Isaiah Pacheco, 6,700. We'll see if McKinnon plays. I'm not sure it matters. They need to feature Pacheco in this offense right now. And then two more guys, and we'll get your thoughts. David Montgomery. They still want to use Montgomery as the bell cow back, essentially, on the ground against Chicago. I know the run defense has been better than the pass defense. I still have no issues with Montgomery. And then $6,100 Joe Mixon, to me, is is perfectly fine. He's not going to get you there through efficiency, but he's involved as a pass catcher, and he's going to get work on the ground, and he's going to get all the goal line touches, as we saw last night. Yeah, Mixon makes a lot of sense. Uh, Pacheco. 
I have no problem. I'm going to make a case for Bijan. They're starting to figure it out. Uh, 21 touches, 19 touches, 23 touches in the last couple games. It's not all perfect, but they are figuring it out. And they're back at home. Atlanta, uh, Tampa's run defense, always respect it. Hubbard gutted them last week. Uh, if Carolina wasn't seemingly trying to lose to secure I would say their own pick, slight problem. They don't have their own pick. Uh, I don't know what they were doing at the end of the game, but but Hubbard was absolutely dominant on the ground. I think Bijan will have some success here. Would he be your favorite mid-range play? Yeah, he is. I like really? Bijan. I, I, so two weeks ago, I thought he was an absolutely unbelievably good pivot uh, against New Orleans, and he was great, and it just didn't matter because Kyron Williams got 40 at the same price. Yeah, And that was really disappointing. I think Bijan's close to having more of those type of games. I like him at 65. Okay. I'll go. I want to go. I want to go with Pacheco. Yeah, he's, I mean. Yeah, I'm real tempted to to go with Pacheco here. What are are your thoughts on Montgomery? Nothing. I mean, Montgomery is just, obviously, he's going to get there with, touchdowns he's not going to be able to do much in the passing game yeah but against chicago easily could fall in the end zone a couple times it's a different type of build with montgomery in terms of what it does to uh the game script of that game but he's firmly in play i think gibbs is the harder evaluation it's tough because he's wildly efficient but you're but you're paying more for less touches and just like you're banking on efficiency you have to yeah you need a a real big play I might actually go Mixon here. I, th- I think it'll, I think sixty one hundred is still more than reasonable at home. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Joe Mixon as my favorite loads here. Forty and a half point total should be a competitive game, and I like that because Look. you're talking about enough opportunities, and he doesn't get phased out anyway. Mixon is just going to be on the field, right? He's going to be on the field. He's going to get the rushing down, rushing work. He's going to get the passing work. Seventy one percent of snaps again last night. I'll go Joe Mixon. Now, in the low tier, and let me know where you guys are at on this. I tweeted this out earlier this morning. So I'll read the tweet off to you, Ben. And Jordan, if you want to find it, throw it on the screen, go for it. It's probably my last tweet. Zach Moss played 94% of snaps last week. He led the entire league with seven attempts inside the 10. 21 total touches. Ran routes on 68% of dropbacks. Last week was a disappointment, but all the ingredients for a big game were there. They were all present, okay? Now he's 5,900 against the Bengals with Jonathan Taylor's sideline. For what it's worth, I fully expect Zach Moss to still be chalk. Really? Yes. Okay. I think think the field's just so much sharper than they were. You know, if this were three or four years ago, I would think people would buck that. But I still – I think the field is sharper. I'm not saying he's going to be 60%, obviously. No, no, but you're expecting double, certainly double-digit ownership. Yeah, oh, yeah. 5,900 um, in this game? Absolutely. I, I, I think so. But you, you have to go back and look at this, and this is what people were arguing on, on Twitter with me. Hey, a spirited debate. I'm all about it. That, like, you know, I knew you shouldn't have played him last week. By the way, I had plenty of lineups without Zach Moss. But there's not a single part of me that's going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't have played Zach Moss last week. He was in the winning Millie Maker lineup still at 4,600. 
I think at 5,900, you have to go back to the well, unless they decide to change things up and unless they intend on not giving him a ton of snaps this week, which I just don't think is going to be the case at all. Like, what are they going to go to Trey Sermon? No, he I, think, I think Zach Moss is still the best sub six K play at running back for sure. I hope you're, I hope you're right. Uh, not because I like Zach Moss and I, I plan to target him, but I really hope he's very popular because I think Javante Williams, a hundred dollars cheaper is a very interesting pivot. And if I'm getting an ownership discount now, it's pretty easy for me to make this case. Uh, the guy they've shown in certain iterations, he can touch the ball 25 times in a game. That is not impossible. Now, last week, he did absolutely nothing, and he was fine. He was like Zach Moss. It was not what you wanted. But the guy's floor is 15 to 20 touches. Some of those, maybe a fifth, will be in targets. I like it. Against the Chargers defense, obviously no weather concern. Sign me up for Javante Williams. You know, it's funny you say that because I have him down, written down right next to Zach Moss this week. Uh, But to me, it's not like he's going to be a pivot off of Moss for me. It would just be getting both of those guys into lineups. If you're talking about the opportunities that these guys have seen, and and we had talked about it earlier in the year in midseason when you could start to see Javante Williams pulling away with it once he was finally back to full strength. He is the bell cow there. There's no doubt about it. And while Samaji Pirine is going to be involved in the passing game, since week seven, Javante Williams does still have more targets than him as well. So I like him too. I, I think, Look, the, the problem, Ben, is that you haven't seen the production yet. You haven't seen him putting up big numbers. But if you're working off of volume alone, and that's what we care about here, it's king in football, uh, I would definitely be interested in getting some $5,800 Javante Williams. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's going to be – I'm excited to make this build uh, because you, you pepper in a couple mid-range running backs and it opens it up. Salary is not a problem. And I'll just throw one more out there, Roshan Johnson. Uh, last mm-hmm. week or last game that the, the Chicago Bears played, Roshan Johnson played 74% of snaps. Uh, and that was Khalil Herbert playing 43% the week before, then 21%. I don't know if Dante Foreman is going to factor in if he plays, but if he's out, uh, Roshan Johnson at 4,900, maybe they're at a point in the season where they go, hey, let's give the young guy some work. Sure. Yeah, a talented player too. Big fan of him. I hope he gets more opportunity. You got anybody else? Not really. I think injuries may tell the story, but I, I'm not starved for salary. So no. All right. Um, my low tier guy is Zach Moss for sure is my favorite. Mine's Williams. Javante Williams. So you're going McCaffrey, uh, Bijan, Javante Williams. I'm yep. going Kamara, uh, Pache- uh, Mixon and Zach Moss. Okay. Wide receivers. <clears throat> All right. At top, at the top, Keenan Allen. I don't know if Jefferson returns. I mean, look, I, I hate to, to just eat chalk before knowing the ownership, but to me, Amon Ross St. Brown just clearly looks like the best top-tier option at wide receiver. I'm going to push back on that. It's a good game, one that he'll be an obvious bring back to. You'll see Fields, Moore, and St. Brown lineups, a lot of them, and I think it's a really nice little build. I want to make a case for Jamar Chase. He obviously is going to come preloaded with Browning lineups, but what about one-offs? Like if you play Flacco and then you use Chase – you know, you start to really differentiate a little bit. He had 12 targets last night, caught 11 for 149 and a touchdown. That's kind of ridiculous, but they they have to get him the ball. They have no choice. And at 7,600, how much is he really being dinged for the quarterback change? It looked like last night, not at all. Yeah, 
I hear you. And by the way, I, I was talking about like the north of 8K guys, but I, I hear you. I, I, no issues with that. Look, in the in the 7K range, I I think if you wanted to, outside of Amon Rest, I really like St. Brown this week for what it's okay. really like it this week. But Mike Evans has just been dominant. Okay. Mike Evans has been awesome. Would you not want to go back to Mike Evans this week? I, I don't see why you why people wouldn't want to play Mike Evans. Just basically Chris Godwin has become an afterthought in this offense. Uh, Evans quietly has a thousand yards already on the season and 10 touchdowns, double digit touchdowns already through his first 12 games. That's crazy. His ceiling is massive despite Baker Mayfield and Atlanta has a pretty good run defense. Jamar Chase, 7,600. I love it. I like Michael Pittman this week as well. I think Pittman is a strong play. 7,300 massive target share. Mass, I think 16 targets last week. Olave, if, if Winston is playing, is viable. Uh, and then you get into like the Ayuk and the Debo Samuels. But I'll throw DJ Moore out there too. I love this mid six to mid seven K range at wide receiver. Absolutely love it. Super good, like in terms of an environment to pepper two or three, go balance build like that. Uh, some of them are attachments, but like Pittman, yeah, you mentioned him. Obviously, we saw it with D- Debo is just unbelievable. Uh, with what he can do. I think some of it's going to come down to actual just who's getting squeezed because the field can't play all of these guys. And for me, my quarterbacks aren't really lining up there. So it's going to be more one-offs in the upper sixes, but a lot of guys you could choose from. So who's your favorite high-tier and mid-tier play then? So I'm going to go with Jamar. I went really high-tier. You know, I had Josh Allen and McCaffrey, so I always try to balance it out. I'm going to go Jamar Chase as my one. You know, he's not crazy expensive, 7,600. Uh, and for the mid-tier, I'm gonna. this is my first real dice roll. And I hate to chase it, and I, that's not why I'm doing it. But I do think that with the Bills, obviously Diggs is great. But Gabe Davis had 12 targets against Philly. We mm-hmm. know he's a home run threat. We've obviously seen it in this very game. I'm not doing it because of that either. But he's 5,800, and we know he's got tournament-winning upside. I, I think that you can go to Gabe Davis as a one-off or certainly as a like a – a Davis Kincaid Allen without digs. That's something I could get on board with this week. I could see it for sure. Uh, this is tough for me because the mid range kind of, it bleeds into the top tier. If you know what yeah, I mean? It does. it does. But I'll go. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 8,200 as a high tier guy. I could make an argument for Evans, Chase, Pittman, any of these guys. I think I'll go DJ Moore though. 6,500 to me still seems like a price point that, I don't know, tell me if you think I'm wrong. 6,500 still seems like it. He's also a thousand yard receiver already this season. He, the upside is absolutely there in a spot like this. And Detroit secondary has definitely shown some chinks in the armor. With, with Justin Fields back in the two games that he's returned, you've had two really nice games from DJ Moore. Assuming Justin Fields had played the whole season and hadn't missed those handful of games, you're looking at an even greater performance on the season as a whole from DJ Moore. That's the point too. Yeah. Don't forget, you know, he had a stretch there where it was not a functioning offense. So uh, I'm never going to push DJ Moore's underrated in the league. He's an amazing player. And if he was in a different situation, he would be 8,300. No doubt. Honestly, I think you, I think you could make the argument that if Fields played every game, DJ Moore would be, be in the chase play. range. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he missed, he, he played four games without Justin Fields. So yeah, 
not good. Low tier, man, you have Garrett Wilson, but I just can't do anything with that Jets team right now. No. Jordan Addison, if 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 uh, if Jefferson misses against Vegas, fine. Josh Downs is forty nine hundred. Zay Jones, but he, that's a. It would be the only way is if like Kirk misses, and and Lawrence somehow magically plays. Seems very unlikely. Mingo's thirty five hundred. He's seen some good work. I don't have an issue if you're trying to go all the way down. My favorite low tier play right now has to be Elijah Moore. And I assume that Amari Cooper is not going to play. Again, someone's going to have to catch the ball if they throw it 45 times, 4,500. I'm going to go with a true punt. Just want to give a shout out to Jonathan Mingo. He had 10 targets last week. Uh, I think he's getting better as the season goes on. Him and Bryce Young seem to be trending towards something. You're talking about 29 targets over the last four. They should be trailing. Or inside. I think that Mingo at 35 is a true punt this week. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I mentioned it too. I, I like Mingo. I, th- I think there's no issues with that at all. So Mingo's your favorite low tier right now? Yeah, I think if you're if you're starved for salary and you need that shot in the dark, guy like that, super talented, uh 3500 Uh Lederman said Noah Brown. That's tough, man. Blank last week. Tank Dell is out, so that's significant. But this matchup kind of stinks. Would you go to Noah Brown? Probably not. I mean, you can always make a case for for that Houston passing game, but I think this is as basically as bad as of a situation you could find. All right, let's talk tight ends before we get out of here. By the way, uh, you know how we I mentioned earlier uh, with better, you know, the pick'em sites, and and I'm not in a legal. I'm not in a legal state for, I'm not in a state that has pick them contests. Uh, for me, it's sports betting. I use odd shopper. Uh, I, I think I was telling you the other day, I, I tweeted this out on Sunday night. It popped up as the, the highest rated play on odd shopper. And it was Eagles Cowboys over 49 and a half points on FanDuel, And I think like minus 112. And I j- just jammed it and then threw it out there. For all of our followers who may not have a premium subscription to Odd Shopper, I was like, this is going to move up. This is what the tool does. It identifies where books are off from the rest of the market, off from the sharp sports books. This is going to go up. It's at 53 now. Uh, I jammed Thursday night's game, New England, and I tweeted this too, New England-Pittsburgh at 35, under 35. It's at 30 right now. Uh, this is where these spots are. And now granted you benefit from some injuries there, but it was still coming down so incredibly identifiable and you don't need to do any of the work. I was on paternity leave. I didn't have time to research anything. I was just doing it. I was sitting around just refreshing odd shopper, pulling up the best plus EV bets, NBA player prop shit, tennis, NFL, all of that. Uh, And I tell you guys only, I know it's a DFS show, but we consolidated everything, brought the price down, to a spot where it's like a dollar sixty a day, where even if you were to win two bets at the end of the week or the month that you wouldn't have otherwise won, not only are you profiting, but you've paid off your subscription. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about this, Ben, because I'm just excited about this product. The Discord comes with it, the expert picks, all of the plus EV plays. And I think we put it at a point now where literally anybody can get access to it. I, I mean, well said. I just, the last thing I, I want to reiterate is, these tools were super powerful and there was a lot of people using them, but they were all one type of better who've been doing this for a while. 
only EV betting, market-based approach, a lot of stuff that a lot of other people were just like, I don't even know what this means. And we decided to change it to make this for everybody. Whether you're going to the bar and putting on a couple bucks uh, on a parlay and sweating it out with your friends, or you're doing this seriously and you're really concerned about ROI and EV, these tools can help you maximize whatever you're trying to do from all the way to entertainment, all the way to profitability. And that's what I'm super happy about. You mentioned a couple bucks a day. If it changes one bet a month, for you. Uh, if it lets you not make a mistake once a week, it's, it's already there. And then you get to hang in the community and see just straight lawlessness in, in that discord, a great, great group in there. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah. some characters. Well, betting in general is a ton of fun and we have the pick them, the pick them plays for all of you guys out there as well. But, um, yeah, check it out. Links in the description and chat. If you want to join, uh, awesome time to get in really excited about what we've got going on there for sure. And it's profitable. All right, tight ends, before we go, shouldn't take too long. And shout out to all you guys who have hit that thumbs up. Much appreciated. If you if you, have, if you haven't done so yet, take a single second, a tone here. We forget. I get it. I'm with you. Tight ends, though. It's a, it's a weird spot. It's Kelsey, far and away the highest priced. Then you have Sam Laporta. I like Laporta. Hawkinson, I like Hawkinson. Kittle, 5,900. All of those guys... Kelsey's basically in a tier of his own. That's the problem here. Yep. And then it's a few other guys, and then it drops off. What are you doing? So, again, some of it is price dependent on how much money you have. If you want to go get Kelsey, more power to you. I'm going to try to be a little sneaky here. I think that George Kittle of all, you know, Debo just had a monster day. McCaffrey grades out perfectly. Uh, I don't think Kittle, unless you're going to Purdy Stacks, is going to be that that popular and I still do like that spot for him. He can it can be his turn this week and he's 5900, pretty reasonably priced. So I'm going to give a shout out to to George Kittle. You told me you want to go to LaPorta or Kelsey, I would have zero issues, but I don't think Kittle is distinctly behind anybody price per points per dollar. I'm with you. Uh with Kelsey, I think naturally he would be my favorite play, but I'm not going yeah, to include course. him for I'm not going to include him for our graphic because it's Travis Kelsey, right? And, and we know. And I also, he hasn't been great lately. I un- understandably, Travis Kelsey has not been great lately. The whole offense is sputtering. But I still like him this week, especially if he's not popular. That just changes everything for a guy like Travis Kelsey. But I'll go Sam Laporta here, 6,100, coming off a monster game. And even a lot of these games where he underwhelmed, he was still involved. He's still on the field a ton. It's still a good matchup against that Chicago Bears secondary i like sam laporta here ben great player uh targeted in a great game there's nothing to push back on all right here's the big question fifty four hundred dollar Taysom hill seeing the involvement last week if Derek carr is out will you play Taysom hill at 5400 no no okay no. why not because i think that you saw First of all, I think tight end is deep this week. There's a lot of big time tight ends. So you're not just like, oh, he can give me a touchdown. No, he he can't. Uh, last week, he had 13 carries and it actually went really well across the board. And he scored and he gave you a 15.4, which is solid. But it's not, that's it, game over, call off everything. There's a lot of tight ends who can give you 3x their salary. And I think that unless you think there's a new role where it's even more untapped, uh, he's on the outside looking in for me. This is not 3,600 Taysom Hill. If I had to guess your favorite mid-tier tight end is Dalton Kincaid. So I do really like him. I wish he was cheaper. 
because uh, he's like right next to Kittle. I'm going to go with Njoku. I think okay. just he, he frustrated a lot of people last week. He still had six targets, though. If Flacco's going to drop back 40 plus times, I will live with the result. I like Cole Komet, too, in that range. Like Cole similar. Komet's, yeah, I mean, another Fields attachment. Pretty much. But I, I was, I was going to go in Joku as well, just assuming that Amari Cooper sits. I already went Elijah Moore, though. Uh, Evan Ingram, it's tough. Finally got a touchdown. I actually, I threw that out on Odd Shopper on my, my Monday Night Football Picks video. Was Ingram over four and a half receptions and anytime touchdown score, first one of the year. We got him, baby. We got him. I was wrong on the under, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wrong on the Jaguars. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go and Joku with you here. I think you could see a little bounce back performance there. And then the low tier, look, I, I think I have to go to Isaiah Likely. I, I know that in the times where Mark Andrews has been out early in the season, I think week one, and then last time they played, they had a bye week last time out. Uh, but the, the, you didn't see any crazy production from him. But he played 72% of snaps in week one. He played 73% of snaps, or I'm sorry, uh, Njoku, Mark Andrews went out, what, two weeks ago? And then likely played, Try. I'm trying to think, yeah, okay. So Andrews went out in week 11, right? And then likely played, yeah, that that's what it was. Okay, just wanted to make sure. So has he been great? No, not at all. Kind of sucks to see that. But six targets, 73% of snaps. In that Chargers game, which was a weird lower scoring game, 3,500 for a guy getting 73% of snaps with Lamar Andrews, Lamar Jackson as his quarterback and no Mark Andrews. I like, like, I, I like Isaiah likely at 3,500. Yeah, likely. I mean, again, you're attaching to, to top end quarterbacks uh, with that and doing it with tight ends, certainly a way to do it. I'll just say, we'll see who's out there. I'm going to give a YOLO one because he's, he's very cheap. Tyler Conklin, he had nine targets last week. They're at home against Houston's defense. Someone's got to throw the ball. Now, your touchdown equity is very low, but I didn't find a lot in the way paydowns. I want to see if it's Zach Wilson, I, I would feel fine with a guy like Conklin as a very low-owned. If Schultz doesn't play Brevin Jordan, I get that too. Uh, no problem with him, but I, I like the other side of that game in a bad game with the Jets. Mark asked Brevin Jordan. Yeah, I, I thought about him. He's fine. He's cheap. Uh, not a yeah. great matchup, but could be could be okay. I mean, that, that is, of course, assuming that, that Dalton Schultz doesn't play. And I don't know if we have a status on him yet, right? No, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, so that that's obviously tied to that. Uh, I'll go. All right, so I'll go Laporta, Njoku, Isaiah Likely as my one, twos, and threes at tight end. I'll go with George Kittle in Joku. And then I'm going to put Conklin on there uh, okay. just as, as kind of an against the grain. And as we close this one out, as always, appreciate you guys watching. I know it's early in the week, but it's a fun show to do. Chiefs, Jets, there's a few guys under 3K. I think the Chiefs are viable only because Josh Allen finds ways to get picked and they find that team finds ways to turn the ball over. Um, Jets are 2,900 Falcons are 2,900 truthfully. Cause we always do favorite defense under three K just as a throwaway piece at the end of the show. 
I wish I could just say at or below 3K because I'd go Cleveland Browns. Uh, certainly, I get the Browns. I'll go Jets at 29. Jets? Yep. All right. I'll go Chiefs at home. Chiefs at home, making a bit of a stand here after two bad losses. Hey, follow Ben at Jazzraz DFS. Me at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. DMs are always open if you have questions about anything, whether it's Odd Chopper, you know, our stochastic tools, the Sims tool, the lineup generator. Uh, all the links are down there in the description if you guys wanted to check them out. But as you know, uh, you can always hit me up. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Uh, and also, stick around. We're about to record the podcast exclusive, looking back on we- real deep dive into each week. What won the tournaments? What type of approach should we be looking at going forward? What's maybe overblown and uh, how we're going to do in week 14, what we're going to do, how we're going to build lineups. And we'll see you guys back here for the next one. Peace. Peace.